GalaxyCon Live is the place for you to hear about fandom from the celebrities who bring geek culture to life. Welcome, friends and fans, to another edition of GalaxyCon Live, where we are bringing the convention experience directly to you. And today, we are going back to Jump City with members of the cast of Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go! So without further ado, let's head on down to the Titans Tower and see who we find. Our first guest is an actor and musician whose roles include Captain Planet and the Planeteers, Where on Earth is Carmen Sandiego, the Call of Duty game series, Tales of Symphonia, the new adventures of Johnny Quest, and the highly undervalued series Peter Pan and the Pirates. Today he joins us to discuss his numerous roles, including Detective Chip, Speedy, and of course Robin on the Titans series. Please welcome Scott Menville. Hey, what's up, everybody? I love the reference Peter Pan and the Pirates. <laughs> I love that show. Every time Mars is on, I geek out with him about it. I just, you know, Disney is sitting on it and they don't know what to do with it. Yeah, Mars and I have been friends forever and I think we met on that one. Anyway, <clears throat> hello, everybody. Oh, Scott, so, so glad to have you here. Yeah, I just want to say real quick, uh, as well as that tremendous holistic I did too, I am a remain eternal fan of Mission Hill. Oh, okay. You're speaking to my heart because that, that one's very dear to my heart. One of my favorite projects I've ever been a part of. And those of you like you who know, know how awesome that show was. Yes, absolutely. And I always have a soft spot for a family dog from Amazing Stories as well. But <laughs> now we're starting to date us. So uh, <laughs> I'm so glad to have you here, boss. Next, she is an actress whose tremendous body of work includes the Powerpuff Girls, Rugrats, Ben 10, The Fairly Odd Parents, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, several of the Batman Arkham games, and most recently in Marvel's Loki series. Today, she joins us to discuss several Titans roles, including Batgirl, Kitten, and of course, Raven. Please welcome the amazing Tara Strong. Hello. Hello. How doing? Oh, we, I am good in my corner of the world. How are you doing in yours? I mean, it's pretty good over here. You know, it's me and Scotty's birthday. So I have heard we may do a little birthday surprise at the end, but we'll save that for the end of the show. Tara, right. so glad to have you here today. And again, just want to say, as a fan of the Batman family and the Batman universe, thank you so much for your contributions and all the roles you played in that. You've won my bat heart several times over, and thank you so much for all those performances. Thank you. And finally, he is an actor whose roles include The Fast and the Furious, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Ben 10, Star vs. the Forces of Evil. Today he joins us to discuss the role he has voiced in Teen Titans, Teen Titans Go!, DC Superhero Girls, and Young Justice. That of Garfield Logan, a.k.a. Beast Boy, please welcome Greg Sipes. Peace and love, y'all, from Venice Beach, California. Warner Brothers Home Studios, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, uh, Greg, how you holding up, young man? Good, y'all. <laughs> dog blessed dog blessed tara knows all about that scotty you got a dog yet oh yeah yeah oh so we're all dog blessed here yeah uh, the greatest gift you could ever give yourself is dog this is one of the things i love about my brother greg sipes is he is his own man he marches to the beat of his own drum and he just spreads the love as he is 100 percent authenticity and Tara, too, of course. But look look at the dude, shirtless. <laughs> it's 90 degrees in Venice right now. It's freaking hot. I don't like wearing clothes anyway. Oh, we noticed. Trust me, we noticed. <laughs> well, friends, once again, thank you for joining us here on the GalaxyCon virtual stage. Our team is going through the chat room right now, pulling out the questions for you. In the meantime, I, I just want to throw this out for each of you. What's become the best memory from being associated with Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go? Other than the time that Greg Sipes was recording with us wearing only an American flag Speedo? <laughs> Other than that, yes, sir. Well, of course I remember. I think I just posted a picture of it. Did you? <laughs> you got to stay light, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I hijacked 
this is your show, man. I'm just the hood ornament. It's all good. Clothes can get heavy. The question was one of the best. What's a treasured memory you've taken from just the association with Teen Titans? I mean, you know, the, the truth is we've been on this show for over 20 years and we're a family and we really love each other. And there's been so many beautiful, special moments in our lives. You know, we've shared marriages, divorces, babies, life, you know, and I think that translates on the show that we all authentically love each other. Like we're definitely a family. Yeah. You hear that a lot from casts who say like, oh, we're like a family, but like, I really do consider these four Titans castmates of mine, my brothers and sisters. Like, we've been in this for so long, like Tara just said. And it's it's really special. And, I mean, there are a lot of memories that I have of just laughing with them, either in studio recording or out of the studio doing whatever. My favorite thing about all of everything is literally our fan base because they love us so much and we love them. And it's so cool to serve them through things like this kind of outreach and just in general, like every Comic-Con we go to, and just also coming through the screen. You know, the fact that we we have this energy together as a family, as a cast, it's very powerful and people feel it, you know, in our cartoons. We love the, pe- we love the people and they love us, so it's, it's pretty rad. We've had a lot of great guest stars and recurring characters that have come in and played with us and... You know, it's it's just cool to have like Weird Al Yankovic coming in the studio with us, and you know, people. That was like, weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all for indulging my capricious curiosity. We're good to go to audience questions, so let's go ahead and jump into our first one. And this is going to come from Katrina, who wants to know if you could hang out with a character you have portrayed, who would it be, and what would you do? Hmm. Good question. I mean, I'd hang out with Raven. I'd I'd want to do some meditation and some magic with that girl. We could do a lot of good in the universe. That'd be pretty fun. I'd hang out with Robin from the original Teen Titans. And I'd I'd train with him and I'd uh, go to the Batcave and hang out with uh, Batman. That'd do it. I have the memory of a fly. Because I'm a nowist for no other reason than I live in the now, so... If you could hang out with one of your characters, who would it be? Well, I mean, I feel like I get to hang out with him every day. True. Beast Boy. Because he just surrounds me, especially in my dog Wingman, who's out in the sun napping like Beast Boy would be doing right now. (laughs) All right. There you have it. Katrina, thank you. Great question to start us off with. What do we have next? From Nyla, if you can remember, what was your original idea going into voicing your character? Maybe you were just getting the script or maybe in the auditioning stages, you walked in with one voice in your head and Andrea adjusted it. Well, I like Tara's story the best, so I'll just say mine real quick. Uh, But I just I came in and auditioned for Beast Boy and Robin and didn't feel like I had a really strong take on Beast Boy, but felt like I had a good Robin. And I came in and kind of did my own voice, but a little higher. And Andrea told me to add a little bit of Clint Eastwood to it. So first I was kind of talking like this. And then with the Clint Eastwood, it became more like this. And so that was that. Andrea is the best. Yeah, we've had Andrea on here several times. And I I adore her without end, as does any animation fan and a lot of animation actors. And shout out to Lisa, now our director on Teen Times Go. She's pretty badass, too. Lisa Schaefer is awesome. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So my audition story is a good one. Scotty's right. I thought for sure I was going to book Starfire because, you know, when you have an audition for an animated role, they have character description, a small portion of the script, which are called sides. And the character description for Starfire was she's a grown up bubbles. And of course, in real life, I'm a grown up bubble. So I thought, oh, that's going to be mine. And also at the time, I was playing a bunch of sort of low key, tragic teenagers, some for the same network. So I was a little challenged with coming up with something that would be unique to Raven. And when I went in to do the audition, I just relied on my acting beats and and felt like I was in every moment. But tonally, it sounded very similar to Batgirl, which is, you know, another sort of tragic teen in the same universe or network anyway. So I thought that's never going to work. And on my way out, I said to Andrea, do you mind if I try one more thing? And she said, sure. And it was just like this God shot that I just had this idea that she'd have this weird little guttural roll every time she spoke. And that's a book I want to interrupt you because typically as an actor, once you've done your audition, you don't want to come back and go, oh, wait, I have another idea. Right. So for Tara to do that, it wasn't insecurity. It was confidence that she yeah. knew like, wait a second, I got something. So anyway, I had to jump in for that. But then tell them who who you drew on. I just had this idea that she had this weird little roll in the back of my throat. And um, they just fell in love with that. And they thought, that's Raven. That's what makes her unique. So you're right, Scotty. It was like the the confidence to sort of take a chance and try something new, which I, you know, I tell the people all the time, like, don't be afraid to try something different, something that's not in the script, because they're hearing people do the script the same way maybe hundreds of times. So if you could give them something just a little bit different, but honoring what they've written, it might be a leg up on your competition. It might be a lady legacies up on your competition. Yeah, and let's not forget about your main inspiration, Beast Boy, you know what I mean? Right, right. The one that, the one that really gets you going. Of course. Passionate about your role and all that you do in life. <laughs> no, how'd you know? I'm just saying, yo. <laughs> so my experience with all that is, I had no clue uh, Beast Boy was inside of me. And then when I did the audition 20 years ago, he just came out of me. Yo, what's up? And I was like, whoa, I never did that voice before. But he was in me once I read the character description. I saw his picture. It just uh, he was there ready to, to be birthed. It, it was me. Hey, Tara, didn't you yeah. draw in a little bit of uh, Zelda from Poltergeist? Yeah, but I don't know that like in that moment I realized it, but for sure, like I thought of it, like I thought a little bit, but it really was just like this idea to sort of of where it came from. You know, it really felt like a spiritual like shot that came to me and said, just do this little role. And yeah, it was definitely in my head to have that, but not until that exact moment. You know, it's weird. You just say it was like a spiritual shot. So that was like on a higher level for you with this thing. Greg, you didn't even know what you were going to do when you opened your mouth and this amazing voice came out for this character. Yeah. When I first got the sides for Robin, I've told this before, so if you've heard this, people watching, <laughs> you're going to hear it again, but Don't when me. I first got the sides and the character rendering, I looked at it and I went, that's me. And my wife said, that's you. And I just knew. And it's not like I have that, it wasn't even like a confidence thing. It was weird. I just knew. I'm like, yeah, that's me. This is my role. So kind of strange that we all have something like that. For Did the story. baby hands tip it off? <laughs> I do not have baby Very nice. Tara, by the way, what was the name of the pooch that joined us uh, for a moment? That was Latka. Latka, okay. Our audience wants to know. So <laughs> thank you for joining us, Latka. And thank you, Naya. That was a great question. What do we have next? Here's one from Daniel. Ah, do any of you own any of your characters' merchandise? Or I'll pack this up. Do you have one particular item that uh, that's you specifically enjoy? And this can be 
from any project you've worked on? I, I love having merch from my shows. I have like, I have stuff from everything in my studio. I'm unfortunately right now downloading everything on a new computer. So my studio, it's like, I can't work in there at this moment, but I have, first of all, I have the giant Raven from the movie. Did you guys get your stand up figures from the movies? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's pretty cool. And I have, I have toys of everything I've done. The baby dill toys, pretty cool that hiccups. And I love the little mermaid two toys because there weren't very many made of those, Mm. but I, I get a kick out of collecting toys of stuff, stuff that I'm in for sure. I I think I have at least one of everything I've done. (laughs) My favorite is this version of Mikey. Somebody just sent me that yesterday, but it's the biggest Michelangelo toy ever made. Why is that your favorite, Greg? That's, that's from my version because look how happy he is. Yeah, there are children watching this. You know, that's cool. It's a beautiful toy. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta grab something. Let's see. And I love it because it's Sierra Nielli's artwork. It's his Mikey that he drew, and the artwork next to him on that skateboard too. It's all Sierra Nielli's um, artwork. This is uh, fresh. And Mikey again. He's never been happier. <laughs> uh, there you have it Scott what you got well I, I do have stuff merchandise for my characters but I wanted to show this some cool things that Titans fans made us back in like season one or season two of Teen Titans Go so this is like a drink coaster that somebody knitted so that's, that's pretty awesome and, I'm in my studio I have that one too yeah and then a uh, really cool dude painted this and gave them to Hinden at a con I think it was Hinden and did this one too uh-huh. And oh, so wow. came back from a con back to the recording studio and gave us all the, this wonderful artist and fan did these. So that's pretty amazing. We love when fans bring us stuff at cons. Me and me and Scotty keep everything. You know, Greg doesn't keep anything. Are you kidding me? I have a whole freaking barn full of stuff in Florida. Literally <laughs> a Greg Sipes Museum. There's a full Greg Sipes Museum in Coral Springs, Florida going to be opening next. next year. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in Coral Springs right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I have to hit up your brother and visit on that. Daniel, thank you so much. Great question. And what do we have next? And here's one for Russell. Ah, what is a favorite line and moment for your character? I guess he's talking about Titans. I yeah. guess so. Um, I, I would say my favorite line is Titans go. And my favorite, one of my favorite moments, there's so many, but one of them is that we had an episode about daylight saving time and Cyborg and I, and I think the other characters had a whole riff where they kept calling it daylight savings time. And I kept calling it daylight saving time, but we were allowed to play it pretty subtly back and forth. And that was a, that was a fun moment. So if anybody ever sees that one, I love that. Yes, for me, it's gotta be the Azeroth Metrion Zintos. Cause I, you know, I've said it a few million times and I'd gladly say it a billion times more. I really yeah, like I like saying, yo, mama, because I feel like everybody is a mama. We're all connected to Mother Earth. So it's a way to subtly affirm that and confirm that for people. By saying, I thought yo, mama, what up, mama? And it kind of connects us with our mother. I thought it was because you have a real life crush on me. It's that too. Greg and I years ago used to get flown up to San Francisco to do these video game sessions and they would record us together. And we were walking through the big video game complex campus there. And Greg was strumming an acoustic guitar in the morning. We're walking to the studio and these very corporate women who were in like power suits were having coffee and looked up at him. And as we passed by, Greg said, what's up, mamas? (laughs) (laughs) It was a good moment. (laughs) Awesome. Russell, thank you. That was a great question. And what do we have next? Here's one from Danny. 
who inspires each of you? I'm inspired by Scotty Menville. He's the hardest working guy in animation. <laughs> we have such an easy time on this show. Raven's like, yeah, whatever. Beast Boy's, you know, kind of farting his way through everything. And Scotty is like holding it all together. He's so inspirational. You are. You're, you're the man. I mean, you're so, always so well behaved. Me and Greg are always getting in trouble. And <laughs> Although you guys uh, would get me in trouble sometimes too. Uh, I'd leave my mic to come over and look at your phone. Lisa, yeah. You're supposed to be the good one. Go back. Scott, what inspires you? I'm inspired by kindness in people. I'm inspired by, I don't know, life. There's so much, uh, a lot of actors that inspire me, a lot of writers, my beautiful friends, Tara and Greg have inspired me in many ways. Hinden has, Kari has. I mean, I could go into detail, but I'm kind of, there's inspirations everywhere. I'm inspired by all dogs. Like just this morning in Venice Beach, when I walked Wingman G, I ran into about, no no joke, like 20 dogs that are all my dear friends. And everywhere I go, me and Wingman have just these dogs everywhere that just come up and they show us so much love and they, they show love to everybody. But dogs are my main inspiration in life. They're the nectar of the universe. All the greatest qualities in the universe are in them. Patience, compassion, loyalty, beauty, innocence, rascality, on and on and on. They are God in pure presence. A dog is my main inspiration. There you go. Danny, thank you. That was a wonderful question. Let's go ahead and roll another one. And here's one from Christy. If you could write a story arc for your Titans character, what would you like it to be about? Hmm. I think Greg really wants to do like a pig Latin story. <laughs> Don't ever say that again. <laughs> That was a nightmare. That was so rough. I can barely Tara's referencing already. a Pig Latin episode we had, and Greg never made friends with the Pig Latin lines. He was really quite terrible at it. You were pretty terrible. It's hard. They read regular English. Tara, <laughs> <laughs> you did that character too, didn't you? I mean, we all, had to, do yeah. we all had to do it. It, it was yeah. challenging, but Greg was particularly challenged as usual. You know what? I If I could have my dreams come true, it would be that we get to continue to make people laugh with Teen Titans Go forever and ever. But I would really love to do season six of the original Teen Titans and see what happens with Raven and her dad. I think one of the reasons the fans were upset when the show ended is it ended at such a pivotal story arc for particularly my character and a few others too but it would be really cool to see how the relationship with her and her dad really pans out in the end and you know slayed it'd be fun to have all the original well we can't have all the original anyway season six yeah. we are all about yeah. season six. it needs to be addressed it really does i mean the way that Beast Boy had his heart broken at the end by Tara. And it's all, all those stories go together. It's like your dad had a big hand in just being the evil force and all of it as well. Not just yeah. controlling Slade, being the devil, et cetera. But yeah. it's, it's a very deep, deep thing that needs to be yeah, yeah. saved season six. Yeah. We could do both at the same time. They're two really, you know, one's a comedy yeah. and one's like, one's a story that needs to keep being told. I really think that's true. And it's so close to being made every every time it's mentioned. It's like it's almost there. So I think the fans are going to make it happen sooner than later. It's hashtag Titans season six. <laughs> no, Teen Titans. Teen Titans. You're right. You're right. 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 <laughs> not the crappy live action show. <laughs> <laughs> you did not say that out loud. No, no, I was joking. <laughs> it's 
Matt say they're friends of ours too. Scott, if you could write Robin's ticket in uh, in either of the shows, what would it be? I'll go with Tara's answer and do do both shows. Let me riff on this a little bit. I think the live action show is missing the fact that we brought these characters to life. We made them who they are. We had we have a huge hand in making that show even what it is as far as people wanting to watch it and being interested in Titans, and we never get any love from them. So I think that's 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 something that should be addressed. We should be giving some love, guest starring on it, something. Just saying. No. <laughs> Not real. That's fair. No. Yeah, that's... You're riding on our coattails, and we, we don't get any love from that show. I think it's fun when they do that. I loved when Stan Lee used to put himself in, in stuff. I think it would be fun if a bunch of us who are really associated with these characters got to play in the on-camera world somewhere when they do an iteration. I think that'd be fun. Fans have asked us about it, like, saying how cool that would be. I know. I keep thinking it'd be really cool, like, if there's a Batman movie to have, like, me and Hamill and Conroy just, like, at a table at a restaurant, <laughs> you know? And there's, I'm sure, plenty of opportunities on Teen Titans for us to show up and do something fun. Show us some love! Kevin Conroy got to suit up as Batman for um, one of the CW experiences, which oh, is that's cool. Yeah, he did. Christy, thank you. Great question. And what do we have next? And this is a question we get so often, we made a special graphic for it. And this time, Lynn is asking it. What other fandom would you love to have a crossover with Teen Titans that may not has crossed over yet? So I'm sorry if I took away Ninja Turtles already, because we know that's been done. Mm. Yeah, there's been a lot of good crossovers so far. Hmm. What do you think, Scotty? Pretty Pretty Pegasus is pretty cool, but you've already done that. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, Maybe we could do like a Teen Titans Rick and Morty. That might be kind of fun. Yeah, that would be cool. Crap in the universe together. That might be kind of exciting. The turtle one I got in trouble for. Yeah. Nickelodeon got so mad at me that I voiced like the, the Teen Titans Go Michelangelo showing up. Because they did it without permission at first. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it all worked out because eventually Warner Brothers did an actual, like, legit crossover with the Turtles and, yeah, you know, DC stuff. But when it first happened, Nickelodeon was like, you can't just voice Michelangelo in a Teen Titans Go episode. Yeah. Sky got one? Uh, I don't really. No, I'm, I'm just, I'm always surprised and happy whenever any other universe crosses with ours. So I thought this, you know, Back in the day, in the first series, I, I I would love to have seen a loose adaption of the Teen Titans X Men crossover one shot, the comic book. I would love to see that in an animated form. It'd be awesome. That absolutely would. And Lynn, fun question. Thank you. And what's next from Kevin? What superpower would you like to have, and what would you use it for? I mean, it's so cliche, but who wouldn't want to fly? That'd be pretty dope. Fly yeah. around the world. I mean, you know, when you watch birds soaring up there, just seeing the world, that looks so special. That'd be really fun. I'd like to fly. Who wouldn't want to fly? Yeah. I mean, being invisible would be fun, so you can, you know, do some shady stuff, I suppose. But <laughs> ultimately, I think flying would be pretty spectacular. That is why being Beast Boy with his powers is kind of the greatest superhero power you could ever have, which is turning into every animal that's ever walked the face of the earth. Because you have the access to flying in so many different forms, whether it's, it's an eagle or a sea eagle or a, a dove or a, a dragon or a fly <laughs> or whatever. Hey, flies are cool. 
<laughs> I'm going to disagree with you on that. I'm going to agree to disagree with you on that. Flies are really cool. They're beautiful. If you, if you zoom in on them, their colors are psychedelic and just rad. And they don't hurt anybody. They're annoying. <laughs> They're just another soul in a different kind of body. It's like us. In the, imagine if you were a fly. I do my best to catch them and put them outside, but I'm not a fan. I get it. Let them be outside, but... Yeah. The cool thing is if you do become a fly your next life, it's it's only a day-long life. Flies only live a day. <laughs> there you have it. Scott, what's your superpower? I'll take any because Robin has none. So, <laughs> no, I, I'd, like, I'd like to fly. That'd be my number one choice. But that's yeah. one of the reasons I love Robin because he has no superpowers, but he just has discipline and heart, and he's self-motivated and trains and trains and trains. And baby hands. He does all that with baby hands. He does not. There you have it. Whenever this question comes up, my answer is always, I want the superpower to sing like Freddie Mercury. And there you have it, Kevin. Fun question. Thank you. What's next? From Anonimo. When did you realize how popular the show had become? Good question. I think we knew pretty early on. I mean, in the very beginning when Titans started airing, we saw a lot of merch around, a lot of lunch pails and backpacks and... Certainly the first time we did Comic-Con and then every time after that, I think we've gone every year since the show started with WB and there's so much love from the fans. We're so grateful. I mean, we see probably more cosplay 14 Titans than most other shows when we go. I mean, for me, it's probably a toss up between Harley and Raven, but it's really, really special to meet, you know, people of all ages, colors, body types, wherever they're from, whoever they love, whatever gender, you know, cosplaying as Raven. And when you see that on a big scale at a con and when you talk to people and you realize how much that character has touched their lives or made them feel like they matter because they're like them, those moments I think for me are when you say, wow, like this, this really had impact. And I'm pretty grateful to have been a conduit for a character that makes people feel like they're not alone. I think it's pretty special. Word. Word. I realized it at one point, I think it was maybe season one or season two of Teen Titans Go, in the production offices for Teen Titans Go, um, our crew would put up on the walls, <clears throat> excuse me, fan art that people would send to Warner Brothers. And when I started seeing like beautiful, the beautiful, amazing, like charcoal drawing of Greg Sipes, or like pictures of Tara and I in studio that somebody then did a redraw and put our characters' faces over ours. There, like just so much stuff. People doing Teen Titans Go cupcakes and personalized napkins in their kids' lunches with our characters. I started to realize, oh wow, this is this show's special. We still have a wall of art up at um, the Warner Brothers Ranch. So yeah, yeah. So when, people- when I started seeing people tattoo Beast Boy on them, I was like, we made it, dude. That one guy, I'm forgetting his name. I'm so sorry if you see this, but I believe he's a musician, but he got like a three-quarter sleeve of the Teen Titans Go characters. Yeah. Probably like I, three. I've never seen that guy. It was probably three, four, five years ago. Wow. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, this, this one dude tattooed my face on his face and then Beast Boy on the other side of his face. It's crazy. <laughs> All right, Anonymous. Thank you for that one. What do we have next? And here's one from Jeff. What do each of you do to prepare your voice for recording? (laughs) What do you do, Greg? Push-ups, (laughs) pull-ups. Drink a lot of, you know, spring water. 
And I pay attention to my, I serve Wingmanji, my dog, because he's the real life Beast Boy. So the more I pay attention to him, the more I serve him, I become him. So the beast, he's the real life Beast Boy. So serving Wingman is, is how I get into character. So I can always access Beast Boy because Wingmanji is always with me. Every recording session. I don't do vocal warm-ups for every session for characters, but for Rob and I always do since there's so much screaming. So I'll do vocal warm-ups in the morning and then throughout the session, water, 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 water is definitely my friend because there's a lot of lot of screaming lines for Robin when Teen Titans go. <laughs> Absolutely. And Tara, what's your pre-birth well, ritual? I make fun of Greg Sipes for a few hours. No, you know, we we typically get the script in advance. So if if and when we do, we read it. Well, me and Scotty read it in advance. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if we have to learn a song though we'll get that in advance so we'll prep that there's not a lot for me vocally to warm up because raven is pretty easy on my vocal cords like i'm not having to belt out big broadway songs or scream nearly as much as scotty does but i know it used to be fun before covid we had a friday night regular friday morning regular gig where we'd all show up at the ranch and we're a family at Warner Brothers and we got to play off each other and like, thank God for Zoom that we feel very fortunate as voice actors that the voiceover industry didn't miss a beat once COVID hit and we've been able to work and maintain. We still do the show together on Zoom, but it's not the same as being in person and giving hugs. So yeah. just like everyone else in, in their world, we miss, we miss that part of our world too. But this is another example of how technology can be used for good. Yeah. The fact that we can see each other from around the whole world and record at the same time still mobily is rad. Absolutely. Hey, Tara, I loved when you were talking about your prep, how you say, like, we get songs in advance and we get the scripts in advance. Sometimes those scripts don't come till like, midnight the night before. But what we don't get in advance is we'll be on a session and we'll get to some guest character and they'll be like, oh, oh, yeah, Greg, you're playing such and such. Or, oh, Scott, you're doing the brain. You're like, oh, okay, what, what do you want him to sound like? <laughs> I mean, the truth is, once you've been doing this as long as we have, if we don't get the script in advance, it's okay. Because we know these characters so well. And it's not just us. You know, when it's just you in a video game, you're speaking for four hours. But we get a little break in between each other's lines so we can scan and make sure we know how we're responding. But so much of acting is listening. So if Scotty says a line like, we got to go, and I go, okay. So it's hard to really prep everything. And the truth is a really skilled voice actor doesn't even need to read it in advance often. And often we don't get to, but we're in every moment. We're picturing every moment. There's not um, one of us that doesn't come from a very strong acting background so that we can really visualize what's happening to us as opposed, as opposed to the on-camera world where we can see everything that's happening. We have to imagine it in our minds and then bring that forth with our voices. And so it's one of our skills actually to be able to do that often without prep. So that was a compliment to me, by the way. Thank you, Tara. So sure, 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 sure baby. You should take it. No, that was amazing. Thank you. She complimented me like I'm skilled because I don't I, I, I don't have to read the script because I'm skilled. <laughs> in a way, one thing that really, in my opinion, is so great about your reads on it, Greg, because you're just seeing it for the first time a lot of times. So you'll throw out something that's like just completely organic and I make you think that I don't read it. That's the whole thing. It's like I've I've fooled you all. Yeah. Wow, you are a good actor. Thank you. 
It's called skill, doctor. Skill. Got it. Got uh, it. There you have it. Jeff, that was a great question. And GalaxyCon viewers, this has been my time with the cast of Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go. But before we go, we are celebrating not one, but two birthdays. So we have a Robin Cape yellow and a Raven blue. So on behalf of myself, GalaxyCon.com, and all the fans of the chat room, very happy birthday. And also, I just want to say to all three of you, thank you so much for your talents. Thank you for your professionalism. And thank you for the performances you've brought to these roles. They made a tremendous uh, impact on all of us fans. And just thank you all so much. Oh. Scott and Tara, blow out the candle. Greg, let's all help out the count of three. One, two, three. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> happy birthday. Oh, very happy birthday. Very happy returns. Thank you to our audience for joining us today. Thank, Thank you, you everybody. Great questions. Hope to see everyone again soon. Until then, bye-bye. Take care. And remember, smiles are free. Spend them often. <laughs>